Tippett. Bryant with the save. Oh, you gotta get a shot. Yeah. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. You are now listening to the Basketball Jones Podcast. What's going on, people? What's going on? This is your boy, Jonathan. Your boy, Keaton, a.k.a. Imagine. And your boy, Jalen. We back at it with another episode. Yes, sir. Another episode of the Basketball Jones Podcast. And uh, Keaton, man, we got a guest. We got a special guest, don't we? Yes, sir, we do. We got one of my uh, one of my best friends for at least five, six years now. Met him, met him at uh, No For No, you know, two five representing. You feel me? Uh, we got my boy Graham Hill, upcoming sports caster in the state of North Carolina. What's up, dude? How you doing? Two five represent. What's going on, Jonathan? What's going on, Jalen? My boy Keetwan. All right, aka Young Master. <laughs> no, that, no, that's the nickname from way back when. Thank you guys for having me on your show. Really appreciate it. You guys got some good stuff going on here on the B-Ball Jones podcast. Happy to be here with you guys. So I appreciate it, man. Good to have you on, man. So we'll hop right into the questions right here, man. So um, first thing for you, Graham, what made you want to get into the world of uh, sports casting? So initially... I've always had an interest in sports, grew up playing rec league, uh, you know, t-ball, uh, stuff like that. So from a very young age, sports was a big part of my life. Um, and as much as I enjoy the actual, you know, the actual visual part of watching sports, I really enjoyed the production side of it as well, which comes um, with my career that I want to have in uh, play commentary, public address announcing, really anything in sports media. It's just a whole different side of things that people don't really necessarily think too much of. And then the people that do think a lot of it, uh, like myself, it's just something that, um, you know, it's almost like it's a good way to feel like you're a part of the the action, feel like you're a part of the team without playing the game. And so for me, it's just a nice little way to, you know, be involved without being involved, uh, playing the respective sport that I'm covering. So I just always enjoyed. Uh, I'm a very social guy. Keaton would tell you that. Uh, love to talk. Love to talk about sports all day long. So I just kind of really felt like it was a good fit for something I'd want to do as a personal career in my life. So, so man, that's cool. Yo. Like I love doing sports broadcasting too, man. That's my dream to make it be one day doing sports broadcasting. So hey, keep going at it, dog. So um, speaking of that, um, what was your first experience like broadcasting a game? So my first experience doing play-by-play commentary was uh, my senior year of high school when North Orleans baseball team was making their playoff run. Uh, it was just before the third-round matchup. We were taking on uh, Ramlin High School, and I just decided that I was going to do play-by-play commentary using the Mixler app uh, that I got that I heard of when our basketball team was in the playoffs when they played Clinton high school, I remember seeing Clinton's athletic page tweet about how you could listen in to play by play through this app. So I downloaded the app. Um, all you had to do was just plug in a mic, create an account, just find people that wanted to listen to you or get some followers. So, uh, once you started broadcasting, you'd have a crowd. So that was my very first, um, experience. It took two times for the game to actually happen due to weather delays. So it was a nice little buildup. Uh, and then once the game actually happened, uh, I just remember North and North walking off uh, and winning the game in the bottom of the ninth inning. So uh, my very first play-by-play commentary that I ever did 
even though it was very amateur, it had a game-winning call. So I, to me, that was just something that was uh, very memorable, very uh, very cool to be able to, do, one, not only call my best friends in high school uh, for their sport that they love so much, but, but to also have a game-winning call because it was such a dramatic way that they won the game was a really cool experience as well. Yes, sir. Like you said, with North and North, there's a lot of great athletes in the 2-5. This state is a hotbed for um, talent, especially in basketball, football, even baseball, too. So I'm um, going off that. What was it like? I know you um, did stuff uh, with uh, the Hoop State. So what was it like uh, working with the Hoop State? And then um, Junior Smith, who's a local reporter here in um, Kinston. And then Brian Hanks, also uh, another local reporter and uh, writer here in Kinston. So what was it like working with those guys? Yeah, so Junior Smith and Brian Hanks are two great guys, as you mentioned. You know, they're very well known for their uh, in the area of Kenton, um, the two five two, really uh, all over the county, pretty much. Um, and I've I've known them since I was in high school, just knowing Junior from coming to North Orleans basketball games and talking to him when I was in the student section. Brian, my senior year, actually let me uh, step in for him some at the Freedom Classic doing public address announcing. And then also working with them for two years uh, through News News as well. So I, I have great ties with Junius and Brian. Respect the hell out of those guys just because of how hard of workers they are for their in their craft and uh, just how dedicated they are. And then working with the Hoop State, uh, when they were doing their first season of Road to the Raptors, uh, I got a call from Webb Wellman the day before the Eastern Regional Final game at Menji's Coliseum. It was going to be Formville Central versus uh, South Granville. And they needed uh, some play-by-play commentators just to have audio to go along with the um, with the documentary series that was being made. So uh, they asked myself and Junius if we'd be interested in doing it. Junius and I, since we had such uh, such good chemistry from doing play-by-play commentary for about a year and a half at that point, uh, said yes. And also, when the Hoop State Network contacts you, Webb Wellman, who just does a great job with that organization, has a lot of respect to his name now in the state of North Carolina through his coverage of high school basketball, you can't really turn that down. Uh, so working with them was really great. It's cool to be able to look up that video on YouTube, go back and listen to it and hear my voice uh, over the commentary. And um, now that I'm up here in Raleigh, I would really like to get back in touch with Webb Wilman again and hopefully uh, be able to have the opportunity to work some of the job law tournament that should be returning this upcoming year. Yes, sir. That's a good transition to our next question. Speaking about that John Wall tournament, man, you know, everybody knows John Wall tournament is a tournament they have uh, in Raleigh around Christmas time every year. And a lot of the top high school talent in um, the state and around the country comes there to Raleigh to play. So um, I know you had experience working in that also. So what was your experience at the John Wall tournament and then also doing the Martin Luther King tournament at Kenston High School? So the John Wall tournament, I kind of just did some freelance work. Keith, I will tell you, we went up there uh, for the championship Monday last year um, to see the final games that were being played. And, man, for it to be my first time ever going to the John Wall tournament, I had always seen the posts on Twitter, Instagram. You know, I'd always heard the stories about it, but oh. until you go to Broughton High School, you, you walk into that gymnasium and you realize you're at a high school basketball tournament, because the atmosphere feels like college, honestly. Like, I feel like it could the atmosphere could run with the ACC tournament, the SEC tournament. It doesn't matter. I mean, it just goes to show how great of a job the Hoop State Network does of promoting it, 
and getting the support of the community and the fans behind it. And also the respect of the players and the coaches that participate in that tournament. It really just makes you realize just how big of a spectrum that tournament is uh, once you're there in person and once you're behind the scenes in the media row uh, working some of the games. And then the, the experience I had with the Martin Luther King tournament, the exact same thing, except it was just even more cooler because it was in my hometown of Kenton, North Carolina. It was the inaugural uh, first year that they did it. I remember the big game at the end of the night was Farmville Central versus Kenton High in Kenton High's gymnasium. I mean, you can't ask for a better atmosphere than that for the very first year that that tournament takes place. Um, unfortunately, of course, it didn't take place this past year due to COVID, uh, along with the John Wall tournament. But I'm hoping now that things are starting to go back to uh, normalcy a little bit, we'll uh, just wait around and see if the John Wall tournament and hopefully the MLK tournament will, will make a return. Uh, just because those are two great tournaments that bring a lot to the community as far as support and just great atmosphere for people to get out and watch. Man, uh, you you really uh, you really been getting your feet wet with stuff, man. That's awesome. Honestly, how does that say? Awesome. Am I answering? Am I answering these questions? Hey, not nah, hey. Look, you doing you doing your thing, man. You doing your thing. You doing your thing. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, man. So you know, you did job the John Wall tournament, MLK. Um, man, so I think that's dope. But I'm also seeing over here, man. You've you've done some work with William Peace uh, as well. So I mean, what was that like working with you know like a university? So I just transferred to William Peace University last fall, majoring in communications. Uh, it's getting ready to be senior season here in a little bit, which is crazy. Uh, to think about, I only got two more exams and then uh, get to relax a little bit uh, during the summer. But working with William Peace University, uh, initially, I thought I would be satisfied if I had gone to NC State to major in communications, just because with being an NC State fan, um, growing up an NC State fan my entire life, going to football and basketball games, that's also another part of where I got such an interest in Sports commentary was riding up to games and hearing the pregame and postgame show with NC State Athletics. Uh, so I initially wanted to go to um, NC State to do what I'm doing currently. Things just didn't work out that way, but honestly, it probably worked out for the better because even though William Peace University is a Division three school, because of how small of an, athletic, of an athletic media department we have, it's a lot easier to just literally – all I had to do was just walk into the uh, athletic – communications director's office and just say like hey my name is graham hill let me i want to do play-by-play commentary like i want to join the staff and let that be the main thing i focus on and because it's division three you know not saying this in a bad way it's just one step above high school but the connections that you're able to make are so much easier rather than try to go to an acc school and do this kind of stuff where they have guys from espn or the acc network that are already there covering the games so it's very cutthroat if you're a student trying to get experience. Whereas here at William Peace University, uh, I've, able, I've been able to do pretty much any sport that I want to. And also with all of our sports season taking place this past uh, spring, there really was no uh, there really was no lack of interest of stuff that I could have been doing. Um, so it was very just jumping right in and just getting as as much reps as I wanted to, honestly. And it really it was really nice knowing that now I'm at a university level. Uh, well, you know, 
you do get recognition. It does help uh, build connections and stuff that can go on your resume. So that hopefully once I graduate, because of how much work that I've put in and I've helped with this athletic media department, you know, it can definitely help me land hopefully a good job right out of, uh, right out of college once I graduate. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I definitely in undergrad. I think you're in a good, you're in a great position, man. I really think so because, you know, you tapping into the resources that are around you, and like you said, you're in a you're in a spot where you can really get it out of the mud. Like you can really build the connections, build the you know, build yourself up. So I, I think I think that's dope, man. Yeah, and, and Jonathan, you're exactly right. You said it perfect. It's not about, you know, what size or what school I'm at. It's just about the connections that you go out and make yourself. You know, you just gotta put your you just gotta put yourself out there and you know, if you're a sociable guy and easy to work with, the rest will the rest will follow itself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey shoot. We're gonna keep it moving, man. Uh NCAA D one soccer cup. So uh the NCAA Division One men and women's uh, soccer is currently taking place in Cary at Wake Med Soccer Park, which is where William Peace University's men and women's soccer team plays. Uh, so once it got announced this year that the College Cup was returning, because it was previously played here for 2019, uh, once it was announced that it was coming back, uh, obviously there's a lot of they're they're going to need a lot of help with uh, running that tournament. And so they turned to the local schools, and because William Peace University Athletics always had already has tied with Wake Med Soccer Park, excuse me, since we used their athletic facility, uh, we got top priority as far as workers to um, be involved and assist with the tournament. And so my supervisor came up and asked me if I'd be interested in doing some public address announcing for the tournament. Uh, because of everything I've done with William Peace University. And that's just a prime example of what I'm talking about. You know, if you put yourself out there and you show these guys, like, hey, like, I really care about this and I want to help you all out by pursuing my passion, it pays off. And that's exactly what this example, an example of this is. So uh, the first round was this past Wednesday, and I did public address announcing for two games. The first game was Elon University versus Milwaukee University. And then the second game was Penn State versus Alabama State. The second day of the tournament was yesterday, and I got to do public address announcing for uh, the number one seed, Florida State Seminoles versus Milwaukee University. And then uh, last yesterday as well, Penn State, who advanced to the second round, I saw them play the 16th-ranked Vanderbilt Commodores, who also had Sarah Fuller on their roster, the female who also kicked for Vanderbilt's football team. She played soccer. So that was just really cool, you know, being on the yeah. sideline with her less than 100 feet away from me. But uh, it's been really cool, man. I, I, I have to admit, I'm really blessed, very happy about this opportunity. It's definitely a reality check, and it's a big culture shot just because you do realize real quickly you're not doing just Division three high school, you know, sports coverage. Like, you know, this is, this is the big dog. So it's, it's something that you definitely have to get used to. But the first day of any tournament, which and this is what someone told me, which makes me feel really good. Doesn't matter if it's Division Three, Division Two, II, Division One, a high school tournament. Doesn't matter what kind of tournament it is. The first day is always going to be tough, and I didn't feel like I had the best showing that I could have. But you know, you don't want to have a flawless game, in my opinion. Your first time doing public address announcing, and this goes. This is a great example of how you can relate 
what I do to a sports team. You don't want to you don't want to have any mistakes your first game of the season, right? Because if you do, there's nothing to build upon for the rest of the season. It can only go downhill from there. That's, That's just cool. the mindset that I have to have with it. Just you know, if I don't do well one day, just keep improving, go back, learn what I did or learn what I can do to be better, and just uh, improve from there. But it's definitely something that I've really enjoyed so far. I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the time that I get to spend working this tournament and being a part of it. Man, look, ain't no doubt. Da- y'all about to say, ain't no doubt in my, my mind. You you gonna you gonna do what you need to do, man. So that's that's awesome. Uh, got I got one more I got one more question for you, man. Uh, I know you talked about NC State. You grew up Wolfpack fan, man. How are you feeling about your squad right now? Well, I'm gonna be honest. I'm a little disappointed just because I've heard the news about Shaquille Moore wanting to enter the transfer portal. Um, I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes. Uh, he's definitely a uh, elite player at such a young age or rate, which I already knew that watching him play in the John Wall tournament with uh, Moravian Prep when I saw them, when I went in attendance two years ago. And uh, Shaquille Moore, you know, be- like I said, best of luck. He's somebody from North Carolina, a North Carolina player, so obviously I want to see him succeed. But um, as far as NC State right now, both um, – I guess we'll talk about basketball just since this is a basketball podcast. Uh, you know, Kevin Keats, um, there, uh, I'm going to be up, you know, our fan base has some mixed emotions about him. You know, this is what his fourth season coming up that he's getting ready to enter. Uh, but I think a lot of it is just, you know, some of our older generation of fans just don't realize, you know, hey, the kids, you know, are attracted to, you know, different stuff than it was back in the day. And so, you know, that's why he goes out there wearing the, uh, you know, the flashy suits along with the flashy shoes. You know, you have the catchphrase, Kevin Keats is a winner. you got the ice cream celebrations after away games. I think Kevin Keats, you know, he's been building towards a program that he wants, a team that he wants. That's the thing. When he first got to NC State, I remember he just had, he had kind of the Mark Godfrey leftover team. Uh, which was a train wreck, you know, knowing that story. Uh, so he's had to work with what he's got. And this year coming up, I think he finally has a stable recruiting class that he's brought in himself for one of his coaching staff. Uh, so I think the fans just need to, um, you know, stay stick with it a little bit longer, you know, have a little bit more patience. It's hard to do. I know I can speak for myself. There's been times where I've been almost wanting to punch holes in the wall uh, with our – performance but you know uh he's a grinder man kevin keys is just a grinder he's a guy that likes to compete and uh, you can tell that he's very passionate about the job and you can tell he's also very appreciative to be now at an acc uh coaching level with everything that he did at uncw so i think he's a good fit for the job uh this season though is definitely going to be a uh a big test to his coaching career so far with NC State, but I'm looking forward to uh, what he does with this team and with these recruits that he has coming in. Yeah, State got some hoopers coming in, man, especially with Baby T from Farmville. Yeah, exactly. Brianna Pass. That's what I'm saying. Like, at, at year four, at this point, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come across negative, but with it being year four and you've only made the ACC tournament or actually – the NCAA tournament one time so far uh, in your coaching career, you know, with all these recruits you have coming in with all the firepower, 
this is a big, you know, this is the, this is almost the curtain call, not the curtain call, but you know, this is a big show. And for Kevin Keith, yeah. as far as what he can do with the talent that he has finally established and that he's brought into the program. For sure. For sure. Uh, all right, man. Uh, I got, I got a, I got some questions for you now, my boy. My first one is, what, what will your uh, dream sports casting job be? That's a tough one. Um, all right, if you'd asked me this when about four years ago when I first started, I would have automatically said ESPN. But now I don't know if I need to go Hollywood. I mean, honestly, now that I'm up here in Raleigh, I would be fine with just establishing myself with the local ESPN-affiliated station, 99.9 The Fan, just because, to me, I kind of want to stick to covering schools and teams that I grew up watching, mm-hmm. like NC State, Duke, UNC, the Carolina Panthers, the Charlotte Hornets, the Carolina Hurricanes. So I don't know if I, if I need to be a national celebrity or if I need to go to – you know, ESPN in Washington, D.C. or Hollywood or New York City. Um, I love Raleigh. Raleigh's always been one of my favorite hometowns uh, or one of my favorite towns. And now that I'm here, I want to make it my hometown that I have a career in. Uh, and also, I just want to be able to keep pursuing and keep, you know, keep an interest in so many teams that I grew up watching and hopefully have the opportunity to cover them professionally one day. I uh, say so yeah, man. If you do decide to go Hollywood, I believe you could you could do it. And trust me, I I'll be with you every step of the way. But, uh, I appreciate it. No problem, my boy. And speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, you took me to my first hockey game, so I just want you to uh, let everybody know how the Carolina Hurricanes are doing this year and tell them why they need to uh, take take warning this season. I I love that. So yeah, if you are not on the Carolina Hurricanes bandwagon, or one. I will say this, we as fans, we accept it. I know it's kind of funny to say or um, to hear a, a team saying we want all the bandwagoners, but when you're nicknamed a bunch of jerks, there's a reason for that. You just don't, you know, you just don't really give a damn about what anyone else has to say. But the Carolina Hurricanes are red hot. Uh, they are currently first in the division and number one in the NHL. Uh, they currently hold a record of, 34 and 10, only seven losses in overtime or shootouts. Uh, and I've been telling Keith on this for the past two years. Uh, this has been a team and an organization that has really been working to establish their dominance, not just on the ice, but within the main office as well. Uh, we want to show that Nash, the, a National Hockey League team deserves to be here in North Carolina. We used to be the joke of the league, but now we're the first in the league. And uh, we were the first team in our division to clinch playoffs. And uh, this is the first time ever in franchise history that we have made a consecutive playoff appearance three seasons in a row. Uh, So there's a lot of good things happening for the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's just also nice to know that your your state's professional sports team, or you have a, a professional sports team in your state that's having so much success and has the potential to win the whole damn thing, which I feel like the Carolina Hurricanes can do. Um, it's fun to go to games. The atmosphere is, uh, is really great. And for those who don't really watch hockey, when you go to a game and you see a team that's as good as we are this season, you really appreciate you know, how much those guys practice their craft and how much they work to uh, be as good as they are. Because 
I don't know about you guys. I can't skate worth a damn or <laughs> ice skate at least. So, you know, that's why I have so much respect for those guys. Cause I mean, shoot, there's guys my age or younger than me. One of our best players at one point was an 18 year old and he was out there doing stuff that I know I'll never be able to do in my life. So it's just a different sport to watch, but, um, it's definitely a fun one to get invested into, especially uh, once playoffs happen, just because it's a totally different atmosphere. And honestly, hockey fans are just some damn savages. Like they'll, they'll, they're probably the craziest sports fans of them all. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, Sebastian, who I respect the call. I'm, I'm really I'm, very, I'm, so, I'm so proud of you. You just you. pronounced their names correctly. I'm, I, I, that's impressive. We need to give Keith one around the phone right there for no mishaps. I'm, I'm impressed. I appreciate it, man. So, um, what, what would your uh, favorite commentating experience be so far? My, for my favorite commentating commentating experience for you is when you did the game at Greenville with Farmville and South Granville, just because of the the hype around that game and just like everything that went down in the way, uh, the way it ended. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's probably definitely up there. Um, obviously you're going to have that emotional tide. to probably the first play by play, um, commentary that I ever did, which was that North door baseball game. Now that's just always going to be, uh, an emotion connection there since that was the very first one that I ever did. Um, but if I really had to pick, my favorite one, shoot. That's really, that really is a hard question. Um, I, I'm going to have to get, I'm just going to do uh, my top three. So North That's and cool. North, first North and North playoff baseball game I ever did. Uh, the Eastern Regional Finals with uh, the Hoop State Network, seeing Farmville Central versus South Granville. And then probably uh, this NCAA tournament that I'm doing right now, just because, I'm seeing some of the best of the best when it comes to uh, men's and women's soccer at the collegiate level being played right in front of me right now. Um, that's very cool to uh, think about and to also be a part of. All right, man. Now to get into these NBA questions. So, if you've been if you're paying attention this season, I want to know who your uh, MVP is. Ah. Uh? I, I've been doing the best that I can, um, to watch, uh, if I, if, okay. So if you want me to give my current, uh, an MVP that I have, I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to say, uh, miles bridges with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to keep it local, keep it North Carolina. <laughs> John, Jonathan, Jonathan's looking at me, but maybe it's just, a, maybe it's just because I follow the Charlotte Hornets on social media, but some of the dunks that he's been having, man, and also the Charlotte Hornets this season and tip in general, they're a very fun team to watch. And, uh, you know, when LaMelo Ball got injured, even though he's getting ready to come out, I think a lot of people probably were just thinking, you know, all right, time to throw the Charlotte Hornets away. You know, their season's over with. But, you know, you've had guys such as Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, um, Gordon Hayward, uh, just uh, multiple multiple players that have, have stepped up and have shown, you know, it's just it's not all LaMelo Ball. It's just not all the LaMelo show. We have – we have some hoopers. We have some other big time players, and a guy like Miles Bridges, who's someone who's been in the league for a little while now. Most people might typically look at him as a throwaway, but I mean, shoot, when he's getting some of the posters that he does on a nightly basis at this point, you can't help but think or you know show your respect to him when because it, it's obviously due, and he's doing a great job with the Hornets organization. 
But also Jason yeah. Tatum. Also Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum definitely is up there as one of my other uh, MVP contenders for this season. Yeah, man. Shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, rookie of the year, and rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball, and also oh, yeah. Jason Tatum, you feel me, for that 60-point performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just yep. about to say, just dropped 60 the other night. Yeah, I'm glad the Hornets are exciting to watch again this year, man. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Been, it's been a long time coming. For real. So you say you watch the Charlotte Hornets a lot this year, man. So my, my, my other question to you is, who do you think will win the championship this year? Hmm. Right off the bat, you want to, you want to, I, I feel like you want to say the, I want to say the Lakers, and I'm sure a lot of people would say that as well. Uh, LeBron James, though, is just coming off his longest injury that he's ever had in his career. Um, has he been back already? I think this past week was one of his yeah. first games back. Yeah. yeah he played with, uh, he played against the Kings the other night. Yeah. So yeah. LeBron James, LeBron James is back. I don't know how he did. I haven't really looked at his, um, his stats record. Uh, so right off the bat, you want to say the Lakers, just because they still have so much of that championship caliber team from last season. But honestly, the Boston Celtics, I mean, they're a very, they're a very grindy. Uh, they're, they're a very, they're a team full of grinders. I can't remember which game I watched a couple of weeks ago that they won in o- overtime, or it might have came right down to the wire. God, wait, what game was it? It was a Saturday night game. Um, I'm I'm blanking on it. Uh, Just the Boston Celtics. I feel like they've been one of those teams that's been really building their organization, uh, trying to add some firepower with veteran players that they have, such as Kimball Walker, uh, once they trade him from Charlotte, and then also some of these younger guys, such as Jason Tatum, who's now become one of the front men uh, on that court for that team. Um. And the Boston Celtics have gotten so close the past couple of years to uh, qualifying for the NBA Finals. I think this. I think this season they have all. They've had all the parts the past couple of years. Uh, they just have struggled getting over that hump. But with the competitiveness that I've seen um, on television, and also some of the only NBA games that I've watched this season have been the Boston Celtics when they've been playing. Uh, so just seeing them the most, they're they're the team that's really impressing me right now. And Jason Taylor with his performance, uh, you know, and he's pretty much unstoppable right now. I'm gonna be real with you, man. I the way it's this season's Jokic. going, I it's it's still kind of up in the air to me. Uh, it's going to oh, be good, man. Yeah, the, the Joker got it. I think the Joker got it. Think, it's it's play oh yeah, because Jamal he, Jamal Murray been out and they still and and the, and the Nuggets. He ain't missed the game. He ain't missed the game. Triple double as a center, so it's just crazy. Yeah, so it got it got to go to Big Yoke, man. It got to go to Big Yoke. Keeps on being there. You said what? I said we have any more questions for Mr. Hill. I just got one more question for you, man. We we all want to know what what's next for Mr. Graham here. What what do you have in store? Uh, I mean, one thing that I've learned within this business, you can always have an idea of what's next, but you really just have to just be open to just about anything because you never know when an opportunity is going to fall in your lap. And so, if something does fall. Um, you just have to take advantage of it. If I had to, for me personally, what would be next is um, getting involved with the Carolina Hurricanes organization, maybe just starting off as an intern, doing some grunt work, such as 
season ticket sales call, being a season ticket salesman, calling people, um, helping with the marketing team, anything just to get get in the front office with an internship. And then once I'm there, just slowly working my way up to the point where I can start talking with the communications uh, department about doing some, not even necessarily play-by-play or public address announcement, but just some sort of media cover just because hockey was like one of the main sports that I was really attracted to growing up. Uh, just because it was unlike the typical sports that I could usually see on TV, like football, basketball, um, baseball. So hockey, um, working with the Carolina Hurricanes would be something that I would really like to do or, you know, doing some of the NC State Athletics or 99.9 The Fan. Those are probably my three uh, top choices of a career that I would want to have after college if, if the opportunity prevails. Gotcha. So you you most definitely do anything that you want to do because I've seen it firsthand. You 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 gonna get it done, yes, man. Sir. You just gotta go after it, bro. You just gotta go after it like a crazed dog. If you want it, gotta get it. Gotta get after it. Yeah, man. You on track. You definitely on the path to do it. You got like a ton of experience already doing a broad range of sports. So, man, you you right on the path. All about those reps, man. The more reps, the better. Yeah, man, that's all we got for you, man. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with us. I've been trying to get you in for a minute. Yeah, I was just about to say I've been wanting to come on for a long time now. Glad it finally worked out. And do you have do you have anybody that you want to uh, see see us interview next? If you could possibly help us help us get them up here, who would it be? God definitely need to talk to um, Brian Hanks just because he has so much sports knowledge. Um, not just about national or professional sports, but just the local sports too. He'd be a great person to just sit down and ask questions about some of the local local talent that he's seen come through Kenton since he's done so much work with Kenton High School and also the Downey's Wood Ducks. Genius Fifth the Third, another great guy that would be a perfect a good person to interview. Uh, he has so much sports knowledge. He's like a, a sports encyclopedia uh, for high school sports and local local sports as well. Since you guys are big on the Hoop State Network, definitely Webb Wellman. He's somebody that's always uh, willing to um, sit down and talk uh, or help people with any startup project, such as one like this, a podcast that you guys are doing. He's willing to help out anybody that's doing something like that. And um, he also just has some great stories to share as far as how he's just built the Hoop State up to what it is today. Uh, um, himself, so he'd definitely be a good person. Those those three would definitely be my top suggestions of guys to try and reach out to to be a future guest on the show. For sure, man. We'll, we'll definitely get to, get to work on those, man. See what we can do. Sir, we appreciate it, dog. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. Hey, look, before you go, man, let, let the listeners know where they can uh, tap in with you at online, social media, anything of that, uh, anything like that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So one last time, my name is Graham Hill. I'm the play-by-play commentator and public address announcer for William Peace University Athletics Department. You can follow me on Twitter at GrahamHill98 or on Instagram at the underscore Insta dot Graham. 
So, uh, and also be sure to follow, be sure to follow these guys and subscribe. They do some great work here. Yeah. I knew you guys were going to like that Instagram handle. Yeah. That was, it took, it took like half a second to click. I said, I see what you mean. I've had that since sophomore year of high school and I don't think it's ever going to change. Yeah. He got the good Instagram name, man, for sure. Amen. You just fit in perfect with you. You can't top that. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Why would, why would I want to change it? Exactly. Uh, once again, bro, we really appreciate you. We definitely got to get you back on here again a couple more times. And yeah, once college basketball starts up, man, definitely, definitely pull me back on. That's one that I can definitely provide some insight to. For sure, man. For sure, uh, we we definitely gonna keep it keep an eye on you, man. Once again, appreciate you. Love you, bro. And good luck to you and your future endeavors. And you know I'm gonna be there every step with you. Absolutely, Keith Twan. Appreciate your support. Love you too, bro. Jonathan, Jalen, thank you guys so much for having me on your show. You guys are doing some great stuff as well. Keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, man, just keep doing your own thing. This is a great show that y'all have going on. And uh, happy to support it in any way I can, whether it's coming on or just being another listener for you guys to uh, help get some traction. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Y'all take care. All right, yeah, so we're back with another edition of this week's Power Rankings. We got a couple things that moved up and a couple that dropped, so we're about to um, jump into it right now. Uh, and taking the top spot of this week's Power Rankings, we got the Phoenix Suns with a record of 45-18, and 18, uh, a three-game winning streak. I had to put them ahead of the Jazz, man. They beat the Jazz uh, the other night head-to-head. Uh, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league all year, especially since the All-Star break. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Cam Johnson, the boys doing their thing down there. Uh, number two, sliding out just one spot, the Utah Jazz with a record of 46-18. They're still a solid, steady team. Hopefully, uh, Donovan Mitchell come back soon. Uh, number three, got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they still, as of now, on top of the Eastern Conference, uh, barely had the 76ers. They have a record of 43-21. and 21. Right behind them is the 76ers at number four with a record of 42-21, and 21, down a three-game winning streak. Uh, number five, we got the Denver Nuggets with a record of 43 and 21. They're on a five game winning streak and they're 9 1 in the last 10. Um, when Jamal Murray got hurt, a lot of people thought the Nuggets were about to fall down the standards, but they have done nothing but climb up the standards. They are now the number three seed in the Western Conference, which is ridiculous. Uh, the, the Jokers just doing his thing there. Michael Porter Jr. stepped up big time. Uh, right behind him, number six, we got the uh, Los Angeles Clippers with a record of 43 and 22. They remain solid. Uh, we'll see how they do in the playoffs this year. Uh, number seven, making a huge climb. Uh, we got the Dallas Mavericks with a regular 36 and 27. Uh, I had to put them in number seven just because they're so hot right now. Uh, Luca is just playing out his mind. They won three straight. They're seven and three in their last 10, and they're moving up the standards in the Western Conference. Uh, right behind them, number eight, got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they had a huge win today over Brooklyn. Uh, they have a record of 40 and 24. Giannis played crazy. Uh, number nine, Still got a New York Knicks in the top 10. Had to. They got a record of 35 and 28. Um, they 9 and 1 in their last 10 games, which is ridiculous. Um, just seeing the Knicks good again is, is a, it's a great sight to see. Um, then round the top 10. I uh, slid for the first time this year. I slid the Atlanta Hawks right in here. I think they deserve a spot because um, they've been playing real well under Nate McMillan since he took over. They have a record of 35 and 30. Uh, they're right behind the Knicks in uh, Eastern Conference. They hold on to the number five seed. They had a lot of injuries lately, but they still been playing solid. Um, surprisingly, I had to drop the Lakers out of the rankings this week, man. They just haven't played as a top-10 team currently. Uh, 
they lost two in a row, they three and seven in their last ten. So I think they deserve to drop out uh, at least for this week, and also drop Boston out, which they could easily climb back up. So that's the um, rounds out this week top ten power rankings. Yeah, man, the Knicks, man. We, me and you was watching that game uh, last week with the Knicks and the Raptors, man. Julius Randle was out there cooking, man. It was, that, was, that was a good yeah, game man. to watch. Jalen, yeah, ain't you proud of him, group. man? Yeah, so proud. Every time I ain't you proud of him, man? He is hooping. Yeah. Like he on a another level, man. He playing like a top fifteen player in the league right now. For real, he playing good, for bro. Real. And like when he came in, you know the. There, you know, there was a lot of talk about his upside, and you could see it. You could see, you know, they was trying to compare him to like a Lamar Odom, Zach Randolph hybrid type of guy, man. And um, I think he really finding his stride, and I, I think it's dope. Yeah, and he he's he improved his three points a ton this year. Yeah, he just yeah. be coming up the court pulling on him. I'm like, hold on, now this Julius Randolph out there pulling up on people like this. Yeah. And the fact that he's like leading the team, like he's the undisputed best player on that team, and he hasn't like rose so high in the standings, like that's very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Very most improved player for sure. LeBron and Lamelo made their return. That was a terrible pun, um, but they made their return. Um, Lamelo surprised me. I thought he was gonna be out the rest of the year. Um, for real, but I mean, who do y'all think is going to have to? Be- that's a, that's a terrible question. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be LeBron James. Um, yeah, how y'all feeling about the return in general, man? Man, whatever question you was about to ask, my answer is going to be Lamelo Ball, no matter what. Lamelo. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, I know how I am, but the returns, man. I've been waiting on them to return. LeBron and Lamelo. Even though LeBron's return didn't hasn't hasn't gone uh, he's wanted to, man, he still has come back as a force to be reckoned with. And of course, rookie of the year, Lamelo Ball, you feel me? Like he coming back to reclaim his award, so uh, award. So that's why I'm just I'm just hype about that when it comes to him. Yeah, I, I completely respect Lamelo because even though I'm a Lakers fan, Charlotte is definitely my second team just because they're the home team. So I'm. Hype about him come back. Also, I want to see him elevate him to the playoffs this year, and so they can make some noise for the state of North Carolina. But of course, you know LeBron, him coming back is huge for the Lakers. You saw how bad we were struggling without him. Uh, I think the team, you know, they right now they really relying upon LeBron because you know when he playing, everybody just basically stand around and wait for LeBron to do his thing. So even though they lost against the Kings the other night, which was a bad loss, hopefully the return of LeBron helps. Elevate the Lakers in time, you know, for the playoffs, and so they can hopefully avoid that playing tournament. But it's going to be interesting because the West End is very tight. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, we're the six seed now. The Lakers are the six seed. I'm looking at the standings right now. Um, we're currently yeah. fifth, actually, believe it or not. Portland is a half a game behind us. Portland is currently the CC. That's crazy, nah, Jay. Nah, what I'm about to say, no, nah, I, I see it right here. Is a, NBA says y'all are the six seed, Portland the seven seed. Yeah. And da- Dallas the fifth seed. Dallas, because, Ooh. Jay. Uh, oh, yeah, because they got the head-to-head win against you Dallas, Dallas got the head-to-head against us, and we have the same record as Dallas now. We both 36 and 27. 
I say they they book they beat y'all twice. So yeah, they gonna they gonna have it. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. So that's why they up on us right now. But we still are. We technically we're tied with Dallas, but because they had that, they got the yeah. fifth. And we don't like you said. We only a half game up on Portland. Yep, and, they coming. And do not, Jesus Christ, do not. Sleeper. They don't know that. <laughs> How about it? They ain't coming from last year. He coming. They ain't coming. coming. And shoot, we playing the Raptors tonight. Yep. Playing Toronto tonight. Now let us lose. Is that time? Let y'all lose. We should have beat the Kings though tonight too, but you know, anything can happen in the league. It's crazy. It's tight, bro. And then you know we play Denver tomorrow? The schedule is boring, boy. It's by the Molly Whoppers. We got the Knicks coming up, the Clippers coming up. The schedule is brutal. I think we got Phoenix coming up again, too. The schedule is brutal this week. Man, the crazy and the playing dudes is literally not even that many games behind. Probably like four or five games behind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So the Lakers so, going like a little two or three game losing streak coming up. They can easily slide to that playing situation. I mean, yeah. Like, if they lose tonight. If they lose tonight. Yep. They'll be the seventh seed, or they'll be tied with the seven for the seventh seed with Portland. Because they'll yeah, both be thirty six and twenty eight. If y'all got the head to head wins, if y'all got the head to head wins, it'll be y'all be y'all still be a buddy. If y'all got, the I don't remember what it was, but either way, I'm saying if we lose tonight, like we tonight is a must win against uh, Toronto. So we'll see. You know, by the time this episode come out. You know, we had the results, but it's tight. I think from a playing standpoint, I ain't worried about the Grizzlies, the Warriors, or the Spurs. I, 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 Maybe I'm not worried about them beating the Lakers. Now, I will say this. If, if Playing-wise, it would be the seventh seed play the tenth seed and the eighth eight seed play the ninth. How? How that work? I don't like it, so I ain't really paying attention to how it works. Yeah, I think that's how it is. I'm not 100 for sure on that either, but I feel like that's how it is. Because I think if you um if you the seventh seed, all you gotta do is win one game to get in the playoffs, and then if you a lower seed, you gotta win two games basically yeah. to get in. Yeah. So I I think we straight. I don't. I would ideally, if we fell into the playing tournament, do not want to see Steph Curry. Oh no, no. Do not want to nah. see Steph Curry. He is not because he can get hot for one game and go unconscious. So that yep. ain't who I want to see. That playing situation is scary because it's kind of remind you of college basketball and ACLA tournament because all they thing got to do is get hot for like one or two games and bam, that's a They might be in the playoffs and then if a yep. team, you know. Like the Lakers or whoever slide in the playing tournament, and they you know mess around for one two games and let another team like with Steph and go to state get hot. Man, you know anything can happen. That's why is is the best just to completely avoid that playing situation if possible. All right, folks, it's the time for our staple segment, Dog of the Week. Keaton, who you got? Yeah, I know, man. I got my boy, JTZ, Jason. You know, I don't really mess with Duke players, but he one of my favorite ones. Tatum, you feel me? That's my dog. Just had a 60-point performance the other night. I was say, I forgot what team it was. I just, it just 
left my mind. But yeah, my boy just had a 60 point performance the other night, becoming the only Celtic besides Larry Legend, living like Larry Bird to have a 60 point game with Celtic. And the the ceiling is the ceiling is Baylor talking about my boy no superstar, you feel me? But yeah, the sky the sky's the limit for my boy JT. Yeah, Tatum been going crazy. That 60 piece was ridiculous. And that's probably the single best performance all season, honestly. Nah, my but, boy still my boy still got that under it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tatum up there with it. Still probably got the best of Tatum. That's a top three performance for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause they came back from now 32, which made it even more crazy. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, I'm going a different direction, my dog of the week. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., man, this guy's had a crazy year. You know, Cleveland trading him after the locker room incident and the off-the-court problems, but for the Houston Rockets the other night, he dropped 50 points, had 11 assists, five rebounds, 16 of 26 from the field, 9 of 15 from three, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, and a 143 to 136 win over the Bucks. So that was just wow how he just stepped up like that. He basically had a James Harden-type game like James Harden had back with Houston. So it's good to see him. Rise to occasion because he has a lot of potential, man. So Kevin Porter Jr., my dog of the week. Yeah, but he kept that thing on him for real that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it was the Spurs they played. It was the Spurs. But yeah, shout out KPJ, man. And uh I was gonna ride with JT too. Um I was telling Jay off the off the air, just his his uh his mannerisms in the post, his overall physique, just him out there on the court reminds me of a, of, a, of a young Kobe man. So it's always good to see him do good. You definitely can tell he was being uh, training. He was training with Kobe. All right, y'all. So you know we're a basketball podcast. You know the NFL draft was the other night, so we got to touch on that a little bit. You know we big football fans also over here. I'm a Denver sure. Panthers fan. And Young Master, of course, is a diehard Tom Brady fan and also a New England fan. So we got this thing going. The draft of the night got us real hype. Uh, of course, Trevor Lawrence went number one overall. That was to be expected. Uh, but my team, the Carolina Panthers, too, Jesse Horn, the cornerback out of Clemson, at number eight overall. Um, I'm ha- I'm happy with the pick. You know, I was kind of hoping for Justin Fields or Panay Sewell right there. But, you know, Jesse Horn, we need a lockdown corner. So they helped solidify the defense. So I love that pick. I also love the um, Bears trying to get Justin Fields. I think he's going to end up being the second-best quarterback in this draft. People was overlooking him because he played at Ohio State, which was crazy. But, hey, keep your eyes on for Justin Fields in the future. Trey Lance going to the Niners was great, too. A great pickup for Shanahan. And I got to give a shout-out to my two schools here in my school, East Carolina, where I went to. Uh, Deontay Smith, offensive tackle, got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in the fourth round. And then Blake Pearl, a wide receiver that went to ECU. He was undrafted free agent, but he signed with the Minnesota Vikings. And okay. then also my favorite team growing up, my Carolina Tar Heels. And a couple of guys get drafted. Um, Daz Newsom went to the Bears. Wide receiver Michael Carter, running back, went to the Jets. Uh, Javante Williams, who's from uh, Wallace, North Carolina, went to Wallace Rosewood High School. He got drafted by the Denver Broncos. And then uh, Dayami Brown. He also got taken in his draft. I'm trying to see what team Diamond got drafted by. I forgot where he got drafted by, but shout out to my Tar Heels, man. They um, got slated in the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, Diamond Graham got slated by the Washington football team. So, yeah, there we go. 
Yeah, man. Definitely hyped for this season. You know, even though I don't really like the Mac Jones pick by the Patriots, I don't. I feel like I don't know if I'm overreacting about it. I'm just saying, man, we could have traded up and got Justin Fields, but I guess the Bears is going to do that anyway. Kyle Shanahan really missed the draft up, taking Trey Lance at three. So, yeah, I'm, I want Matt Jones. I really want Matt Jones to prove me wrong. I really do. But about the other picks, uh, I, I do I do like our other picks, uh, the Patriots and the, and the Bucks. Yeah, they got some good linebackers as well. But Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. I like that. Pat Sertain, the second, going to Denver. And actually, Jay, uh, Miami actually taking Jalen Waddle at number six was actually a surprise, too. So, yeah. And uh, oh, the whole Alabama uh, wide receiver room that got picked in the first round. So, shout, shout out to them. But, yeah, looking looking forward to the season, man. It's really up in the air. It's going to win. But, yeah, man, let's get it, man. The, big, the biggest season ever, they want to call it. They had an extra game, but let's get it. Yes, sir. Football about to be hyped this year. Me and Young Master ready for the season to start. Right, the draft got us ready. So, yeah, we just had to give a little NFL draft uh, overview right there for y'all. Nah, man, just shout out to my Grand Hill, man. Appreciate you for coming on again, man. Yeah, same, man. Appreciate Grant coming on, man. He, he's an intelligent sports brain, so he, he really going to make it. So y'all stay out on the lookout for Grant. You're going to hear him calling and commentating y'all games when y'all watching soon. So, y'all be on the lookout for him. Yes, sir, my dog. Yes, sir. And before we sign off, man, shout out to our previous guest, Ishmael Baldwin, man. He just got that. Uh, he just walked across the, straight, across the stage, got that undergrad degree um, at St. All this past weekend, man. So, much love to Ishmael. And... Uh, Oh, one more thing, Jay. We forgot about uh, Cornell Powell going to the Chiefs, being uh, signed to the Chiefs as well. Shout out to Cornell. He went to, uh, was it? Uh, Jay's Rose High School. Yeah, Jay's Rose. Greenville, 2-5. Another 2-5 product in uh, NFL, so you love to see it. Yes, sir. Well, until next time, people, this is your boy, Jonathan. Your boy, Keetapon, a.k.a. Young Master. Your boy Jalen, deuces. We at this thing, gang.